Good morning. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to First Take. Thank you for being with us on this Valentine's Day. It is love day. Stephen A. Smith, Christopher Mad Dog Russo, Monica McNutt, I'm Molly Karam. How are we feeling, guys? That, that's what red represents. Come on. Represents love. Is it's just red? hilarious to me. Yeah. Honestly, people can weigh in at home. The two women on the set were decked out. Lead like in. even your, I mean, even my shoes are red, yes. right? We go all out. My earrings are mm-hmm. hearts, which I, I haven't that. put on yet. Yeah. Right. And then these two. I thought it was St. Patty's Day. That's why I wore the green tie. <laughs> uh-huh. No, no. Yeah. You were sick yesterday, so I'll give you an excuse. Yeah, well, here's the deal, y'all. <clears throat> to all the ladies out there, happy Valentine's Day, number one. Number two, men everywhere know this holiday is not about us. Exactly. It's about y'all. You understand what I'm saying? We have nothing to do with it. It's bad enough that the other 364 days out of the year, we have no rights whatsoever. Exactly. I mean, y'all run the world. We all know what time yep. it is. I mean, smart men know yep. women are the ones with the real power. We just live in y'all world. Yep. You know, we want our big piece of chicken, as they say. We just want our big piece of chicken every now and then, okay? It's y'all world. We're just yep. squirrels. You understand what I'm saying? It's who we are. We accept it. But on this day, more so than any other day, it is definitely all about y'all. And by the way, I must say, hold on to this moment. Yeah. You ain't getting it again. Y'all do look quite lovely. Wow. Thank you. Look at that. Thank you. you. Look at that. Quick PSA, man. Hey, hey, Don't hey, go home and yes. Eminem. Hold on. Hold on, Molly. Yeah. Eminem. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me, Christopher Russo? What Don't go it? home empty-handed. My wife had one... Heck of a time last week That's in right. Vegas. Get some flowers. Too, get some chocolate. Trips, daughter. It's not about. It's not about flowers. It's not about chocolate. It's about waking up. It's about looking at them and saying Happy Valentine's Day. You know, I know this is your day. I love you, baby. And outside of that. Also making sure that the other 300 plus days, you don't save that one day to be special. You make all years special. That's why he can get away with doing what he did last week. He did it last week. You understand? So I was a good husband last is week. Is there a special Valentine's Day episode of the Steve Nash Smith Show coming? You should. <laughs> you really should. You, you should. need to break it down. All right. Who we, said it, was, it wasn't? That'll be this afternoon. Okay. All right. Oh, my goodness. All right. We got a major story in the association, so let's dive in right now here. In the 24-hour window prior to the trade deadline last Thursday, the Warriors made an unsuccessful bid to convince the Lakers and LeBron to consider a trade to pair him with longtime rival Stephen Curry. Sources told Adrian Wojnarowski and Ramona Shelburne the Warriors were eager to present a deal package to L.A., but neither the Lakers nor James were ultimately willing to explore a potential blockbuster trade. An excerpt from Wojnarmonastorian.com reads, Buzz told the Lakers had no desire to trade James, but that he would need to seek the answer on James' state of mind from his agent, Clutch Sports CEO, which Ball sources said. Now, as an owner, Buzz has operated with the mindset that she wants her star players content with the franchise and instructed her thinking on referring Warriors leadership to James' representation, sources said. Okay, Stephen A., should LeBron have wanted to team up with Steph and the Warriors? I'd say yes, simply because Steph Clay, Steph Curry, I'm sorry, is the greatest shooter God ever created. And LeBron James having somebody like Steph Curry to kick the ball to would have been absolutely fantastic. Now, according to my sources, because, you know, I'm not going to just sit up there and is as great and phenomenal as Woj is. You know, I've been covering the NBA for decades, so I kind of know a few people. Um, the story was absolutely true. Um, it was certainly that the Warriors were looking to pursue. Um, 
And, you know, according to other sources, Rich Paul killed that deal. Rich Paul didn't want that to happen. That's what I'm hearing. In fairness to Rich Paul, I haven't spoken to him, haven't had time to speak to him this morning, so I don't know whether to confirm that or whatever. In fairness to Rich Paul, we want to make sure that we're clear about that. But obviously, when you think about all the things that LeBron has going on, Tinseltown would be a lot better than San Francisco. And I'm quite sure that no matter what Rich Paul may have wanted to do, for people out there to say that Rich Paul basically killed it, you have to take into consideration Rich Paul's not going to kill a damn thing that LeBron doesn't want him to kill. Mm -hmm. So if it was killed by Rich Paul, therefore it was killed by LeBron James. Having said all of that, I think that highlights an issue that we have to, we can't ignore any longer. We have to wonder how happy LeBron James is with Lakers management. And by Lakers management, I'm thinking Palenka more than Jeannie Buss. Jeannie Buss is absolutely phenomenal. Everybody loves Jeannie. We all know this. But in the same breath, if you're LeBron James, you're looking at the team. You're wondering about what exactly is being done to position you for title contention. And you're looking at some things and and seeing what y'all are lacking. And you're wondering whether or not that's an ideal situation for you in L.A. In the end, to answer the question again directly, however, I would tell you, LeBron James, if there is one person on the planet he should want to play with, it would be Steph Curry, the greatest shooter God has ever created. There is nobody. There is no there is nobody above Steph Curry and LeBron James being who he is and what he brings to the table, having that brother to kick the ball to. Lord have mercy. It would have been special. It was a nice dream. It did not come true. But the Warriors did attempt to make it happen. Woj is absolutely right. It happened. It's just that it, it got nixed. Uh, I beg to differ on the shooting. He, I saw Bill Sharman. He didn't. He might be on that. Uh, <laughs> what, what, what year was that? The 50s. He was good. Oh, the uh, 50s. I'm happy that LeBron vetoed this. You know what? He's bounced around a lot. He's chased championships a lot. This is good that he's going to stay in L.A. The team, you know, last year got to a conference final. He's obviously got uh, Antonio Davis. We brought in there himself. Anthony Davis. We brought in there himself. You don't want to bail out on him. That's not the right thing to do either. To go chase another championship to me was not the right way to do it. Fix what's, what's going on right now in L.A. So I think he made the right move. Plus the fact he's never going to leave L.A. It's his billion Dollar Empire. He loves Southern California. His kid goes to USC. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not leaving L.A. So I think it was a pipe dream anyway by the Warriors and probably a little act of desperation. But I'm glad LeBron said no. And it sounds like it was a firm, though. Mm -hmm. You know, he had no interest in it. Let me give you a day to think about it. Sounds like he wanted nothing to do with it. And good for him because Mm -hmm. he went Cleveland, Miami, Cleveland, L.A. I mean, now we're going to go to Golden State to chase another championship. I didn't like it. So I'm fine with what he did. Good for him. Mm. It made me laugh. I thought this was hysterical. This takes the concept of super team to another level, even though both of these guys are well into their NBA careers, uh, better than a decade for Steph and, of course, uh, two decades now for LeBron. I, I, I couldn't help but think for the moment, if this were to happen, whose team would it be? Mm-hmm. Right? Like that just – and I, because of our job, let, let, that popped up in my head. Let, let, let's stop. No, it's not. No, it's not. Let me tell you why. It's no, it's not. It's an interesting subject, but it ain't no question. Tell me, you go to Golden State. There's only one man, and that's Steph Curry. Yeah, but now, even if LeBron went there, correct? Steph Curry. There's no one who would supersede Steph Curry in the Bay. Okay, <laughs> sorry to bring this guy up, but in the context of the Warriors championships, 
we have heard this debate when it comes to the time that Kevin Durant spent there. Yeah, but Kevin Durant was seen. No, that 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 wasn't. That's not accurate. Okay, tell me. Kevin Durant Give was me seen as the better player. Copy. But the team, okay. the town, was Steph. Okay. Steph, and, and, and I'll give you the, the proper comparison. I'm not talking about Alex Rodriguez. Yeah, Jeter and him. Hold on. But Jeter, it was, it was always Jeter. It's always Jeter. I, I, I'm not trying to spread rumors or bring up strife or beef. I know it was a long time ago. But wasn't there some talk that there were some issues with how Steph was treated versus KD because it was Steph's team? Like, that's a real conversation no, no, no. if LeBron was there. No, what I'm saying is, is that when you asked a question about whose team it would be, yeah. it was always Steph's team. And it will always be Steph's team as long as he's there. You might have – I'm not questioning. Like, Kevin Durant was clearly the better right. of the three. Kevin Durant was better than Steph yeah. Curry. Kevin Durant was better than Klay Thompson. But it was Steph's team. I got you. They go, that's all I'm talking about there. In other words, they move as Steph moves. When you talk about the Golden State Warriors and what they prioritize making happy, it was never KD. It wouldn't be LeBron if LeBron came there. It would always be about Steph. I mean, it's, it's, so, it's so thick up in Golden State. There was a moment last year when the team needed a couple of players to make an appearance on behalf of the team. The players said, we got to hear, we, we got to get the okay from 30. Everyone understands it's Steph. They literally said, the players, yeah. the team, the owner, the, 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 I'm talking the administration, we need the players to make an appearance. And the team said, we got to get the okay from so, 30. It's I, understood. I got you. Now, those two have such a tremendous level of respect for one another. Yes. I do not see it yeah, ever been a problem. Right, right. between them. But I just right. thought in the way that we would then look yeah. back at history. But I agree with you, doggy. I I get it. And, and and maybe on the one here, there's something to be said if LeBron were to be able to win a championship with another organization right. in terms of his history. But I think at this point in his career, there are so many other things that play into the basketball of it all. And he is still a guy that guys want to play Do you with. you agree that he didn't entertain it at all? No, I, 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 think, I think it's something. First of all, I don't care who you are. If somebody comes to you, you particularly if you're still great, yeah. which LeBron is, and they said, how you feel about playing about with Steph? And you know it's a possibility. You have to think about that. You got to sleep on it. You can't just definitively say no. And and and, and, and I and I assure you. But again, Steph is so spectacular. If you are great, yeah. you believe it automatically gives you an opportunity because he's so great. Okay. And then you got if LeBron is going to sit up there and dismiss this, I promise you it wasn't for basketball reasons. I promise you it yeah. was because yeah. your son's at USC. You got another son that's about to go to college. You have established yourself in Tinseltown. You got a lot of other interesting that extend and expand far beyond that basketball, and that's why you do it. I promise you it wasn't because of basketball reasons that LeBron James ain't with Steph Curry. It's not like they're asking him to go to Miami and he's got to get a cross-country flight. It's it's you, it's a 45-minute plane ride. See, you want, you well, can still live in L.A. and go not, up there. It's not, it's not like there. that. It's not like that. When the time away from folks, because you have to be committed to this, that, takes, that gets taken into consideration. Yes, you would have to go there, but you still have to take a flight there. You're not around your family as much as you like. You're not coming home after game and chilling with them and doing Taco Tuesdays and all of this other stuff. No, that stuff kind of matters to somebody like LeBron James. We understand and we respect it. And I tell you, he would have been hurting Anthony Davis. 
He leaves Anthony oh, yeah, Davis. Well, he brought it. Anthony Davis in there. He doesn't Anthony owe Anthony Davis. He doesn't owe, he doesn't owe oh, I think he Anthony does. Davis anything. I think he, he does. doesn't owe Anthony Davis anything. You're going to do, do, do that to Anthony Davis? Do that to Anthony Davis. Bring him there? Do that to Anthony Davis. Excuse uh, me, excuse I wouldn't me. be happy with Anthony that. Anthony Davis is a phenomenal player. Right. A phenomenal star. And I'm proud of him in the way that he has played this year. He deserves all the process. I expect him to be out for at least 30 games by now. And the man ain't. Just compliment him. Come on. But. Anthony Davis, to be clear, owes LeBron. It ain't the other way around. They, LeBron, sort of, they, they, they both won a championship yes, but, together. But they since, joined but that since, to but since, but since the championship has been won together, Anthony Davis spent the next four years averaging 28 missed games a year. LeBron James has been in the thick of things. LeBron James, one would argue, has easily carried the Los Angeles Lakers to relevancy over the last couple of years, more so than Anthony Davis. No, he's not old. I disagree with that. Anthony Davis is not old anything. Why is he old anything? It's just you not the right thing to do. You it's did the right say thing to do. do you think he let LeBron down at all? In- well, he was injured. I mean, that's a different scenario than just, hey, Anthony, we're not good enough. I see you. Have a nice time. I'm going to go play with Curry. That's a little weak. That's not weak to you. That's a little weak. He didn't How about do staying it. there? Well, thank God. He, is. he didn't nah, do he's it. Good. He's he doing the right thing. That's what I said. Thank yeah. you, Monica. Yeah. Good you're, job. There's nothing right. wrong with staying in Southern California. The, the other part you of You know this. what I thought about? <laughs> I was like, when you <laughs> flew back, I'm like, this is just what we need. The guy flies back. He's been on the West Coast for mm-hmm. like a couple weeks, and it's a blizzard. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to hear the end of it. He's probably so mad right now. Was that my right? Unfortunate. That was part of it. The, the biggest part is that I got sick because they had me out there freezing. I was very, very ticked off for a couple of days because I've prioritized my prioritized my health. I've been in phenomenal shape. I've been feeling better than I felt in the last 30 years. And then th- they had me freezing outside. I was very, very. Well, let me just tell y'all. Oh, it's was... not going to happen again. Y'all it were cute, not though. Many again. people apologized to us. <laughs> no. I mean, I was the one tremor. Y'all didn't check the weather. What's wrong with y'all? Yeah, I was going to be cold and breezy. You can't trust them folks. Well, I was there. You I mean, I love our team, we but come on now. You I was there the following day. It was perfect. No, Thursday. It was cold. Stephen A. I've been sick since Thursday. We Molly said I felt sympathetic, but we can move on. Molly was out there. Sure. I, I just have I to say both. one thing before we get to that. We get to football and the Chiefs. Do you have one of your rants today? I got a couple. Coming in <laughs> you do? You're going to tell us why you're mad later? Oh, yeah. Even course. on Love Day? You're going to do Oh, that? the heck with that. Who oh. cares about Valentine's Day? Let's no see. shots at Valentine's wow. Day. Wow. All right. You got, I, I promise you, he ain't thinking about Valentine's Day. Oh, okay. Hip? <laughs> Please. No. He is not thinking no. about it at all. Unless it's a heart-shaped gummy, he's not in uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> Monica will be back here with us. Uh, okay, let's get back to what went down in Vegas. So the Kansas City Chiefs felt the confetti fall on their faces Sunday night, and now that part will continue on a float through Kansas City. Going to back-to-back is epic, but three in a row is even more. Those names get fewer and fewer in the history books. So the Chiefs have now have three Super Bowl wins in the last five seasons, becoming the fourth different team in six instance overall of a team to win three Super Bowls in a five-year span. Do we have Marcus Spears? Oh, there he is. Swaggo. Swaggo, you're What's not in up? red What's either? Up, family? What's the deal? Come on. How we doing? All right, we'll no, get into it. No, no, no. Oh, my goodness. You, you look you look, ridiculous. You look great, Molly Thanks. Q. Thanks. Way to, get, way to get up on the holiday. You guys are too much. All right, Swaggo, we'll start. We'll, we'll start with you. Does Mahomes need a number one uh, wide receiver to three P? No, 
He does not. And uh, usually when we have these conversations, obviously you think about going into the offseason and improvement, but we saw him do it two years in a row. Now, they didn't have a number one receiver uh, two years ago. Juju was better, obviously, but it was about Travis Kelsey. If we just specifically talking about the wide receiver part, we just need guys to catch the ball. He's going to put it in their hands. That was the issue this year. That's why we thought. Well, well, I thought that the Kansas City Chiefs were not going to win a Super Bowl. It's because of the guys that was around Patrick Mahomes. We talked about that at nauseum. But his greatness it cannot be put into a box anymore. This, this was the worst team offensively that the Kansas City Chiefs have had in this run where they've been the six AFC championships and have won three out of the four Super Bowls that they play in. This is the worst offense. They won't be this bad next year. These guys will get better, but but now they have a little bit more cap room. They got to figure out the tackles if they're going to retread those guys. But Mahomes does not need a number one receiver, and he's probably the only guy in the NFL that does not. If you consider Travis Kelsey to be that weapon, which I do because we saw it in the playoffs, that's perfect. But a, a wide receiver number one? No, he doesn't need one. Uh, listen, you never put anything past Mahomes, but Swagoo, he could use another wide receiver. They were lucky this year in a lot of cases. They could have lost to Buffalo. They didn't have as good a regular season. And let's face it, the other game the other day was a coin flip game. And I love Mahomes, and he did a wonderful job. We've talked about this a lot. He's the greatest of all time in my eyes. But, you know, they were somewhat fortunate to win the game. So I do think he needs another one. I think they need a little improvement there. Let's not also forget the fact that Kelsey next year is a year older. He'll be 34, 35 years of age. Eventually, he's going to wear down. Now, one thing about the three-peat, all right, please, I'm, I'm getting a little tired on the three-peat because they all said after the game on Sunday, three-peat this, three-peat that will be the first team to three. Well, hold on now. Time out. You're not the first team. The Green Bay Packers won three in a row. All right, they won 66, first Super Bowl. They won in 67, and they won in 65. There you see them in 65. What, you think somehow the Green Bay Packers are not going to beat the Buffalo Bills in 1965, and the AF, if the AFL was in the, it was in the Super Bowl. So the idea that, well, you know, we'd be the first one in the Super Bowl era, nonsense. Green Bay won two in the Super Bowl era, and they would have won a third, but there wasn't the Super Bowl in 65. Right. Buffalo stunk. How many years ago was that? Hold it now, 66, 67, Molly. It has nothing to do with the, 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 you know, how many years ago was that. Here's what it has to do with. The Super Bowl era. My point is, that Steve, is not the era. Super Bowl era. Why they want two of the it three that matter. way? Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. 65, but, they would have won but, the game. But you, you can't bring up an era that didn't exist yes, yet. Yes, it did. But, no, Steve, it's no, one year. It's not the matter. three. You don't get to Steve, do that. You don't, you're wrong. No, no, no. You're wrong. You're wrong. Was there a Super Bowl? Hold on, hold on, Swaggle. Hold on, Swaggle. Was there a Super Bowl in 1965? Yes or no? Would they, if there what was a Super Bowl, if there was, would they be Buffalo? <laughs> you know what? You're, you know what? You know what? Oh, listen, listen. Before. Oh, you're, you're out of line. If, if Hair Club for Men was based out of New York City, I'd have been used it. Okay? The bottom line is you can't go by ifs and could and would-haves, all right? The Super Bowl, there was not a Super Bowl in 1965. But there was in 66 that the Packers okay, win. Okay. okay, yes. There was in 67 that so the back Packers win. So that's back-to-back. Back. Right, would they have they won in 65? I would have. Yes, but they Ah, yes, there stop. wasn't a Super Bowl in 1965. That's not the point. That is the point. Hey, hey before we move on, Mad Dog, who's your team that you've been you know, rooting here. for your whole life? Green Bay. Let oh, me make Green my point Bay's here. Team? Let me yeah, make my point here, please, because it's very, very simple. Swagoo, you're wrong. And here's the reason why. 
you have to take into account some of the things that transpired. First of all, I don't think Cleveland's going to get any worse. What if Joe Burrow hadn't gotten hurt? What would Cincinnati look like? I look at stuff like that, and I say to myself, those two components alone, I say, you're Kansas City. You can't come back next year thinking you can win with the same crew. I'm not saying they're going to. Please don't get me wrong. But for the purposes of answering this direct question, does Mahomes need a number one receiver to complete a three-peat? I think that answer is yes. I don't think that you go from dropping 44 passes last year to next year not dropping any. I still think regardless of what we want to say and the the credit that we're not trying to, to, to take away from the receivers who stepped up in the postseason and handled their business. Some of the troubles that they had during the regular season. I don't know if you can afford to come back with the potential for that, seeing that there's some teams on the come up. Chargers are going to be better. Burrow's going to be back in Cincinnati. Deshaun Watson, not Joe Flacco, should be the quarterback for the Cleveland Browns. And by the way, Nick Chubb is going to be there as well. Uh, We're expecting him back, and we know what a stud he is. And so I just look at some of the teams in the AFC, not to mention Baltimore. I think that, you listen, regardless of how poor I thought Lamar Jackson played, the bottom line is this. Zay Flowers don't fumble that football for the touchback, okay? And Lamar Jackson doesn't throw in a triple coverage. What are we looking at here? I just think those couple of plays ultimately cost them. They were still in a position to possibly win that game. I'm just looking at it from that standpoint, and I'm saying if you are Kansas City, I expect you to, but let's not act like you don't need to upgrade at the wide receiver spot. You most certainly do. So so, so let me get this straight. When we talk about number one receiver, we talk about guys that are in the upper echelon that we clearly know or number one receivers. So y'all telling me, we just watched Kansas City without a number one receiver the last two years win a Super Bowl, and we saying they can't 3 beat That they can't do it? Like, now, if you want to consider Travis Kelsey the end-all, be-all, and I get that he's going to be one year older, I understand that things change the landscape of the league. But we just watched the team without a number one receiver beat all of those teams y'all just talked about. By the way, the Buffalo Bills had a number one wide receiver this year. Guess who beat them in their house? The Kansas City Chiefs without a number one wide receiver. You and I, Stephen A., talked about Baltimore winning that game. You came over to that side and said, right now it's Lamar Jackson and that crew. Well, the team without a number one wide receiver went into Baltimore and won that game this year. And then we go to San Francisco who you, me, and Mad Dog said they have the most weapons in the NFL. They got Christian McCaffrey. They got George Kittle. Brandon Ayuk playing out of his mind. Debo Samuel playing out of his mind. Guess who beat them without a number one wide receiver in the Super Bowl? The Kansas City Chiefs. Last The, the previous year, do you know that Joe Burrow them was in the playoffs with all of those top-tier receivers? Guess who beat them without a number one wide receiver? Whoa, whoa, the whoa, Kansas whoa, whoa, City whoa, whoa, Chiefs. Well, what about the year before when Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals beat them in the AFC Championship game? Let's not let's not negate Stephen that. Not only, only that. And not only that, you're the one that told me, and you've told me this on many occasions, you know, it's hard to repeat. Imagine how hard it is to repeat. So you're getting everybody's A game. I'm simply, I'm simply talking about they can't afford to stand packed. Yep. That's all I'm saying. I'm not no, saying they, they can't, can't win. They, they can't cannot. afford to say right. they got to upgrade the one at the, at the, at the, the wide receiver spot. The question is a number one wide receiver. Yeah, and I'm all, saying they need to upgrade they it. That's fine. Okay. 
Right. Well, you know what I'm saying? Here, does, do they need a number one wide receiver to complete a three-peat? We just saw him go back-to-back without one. That's my point. Marcus is saying no. Marcus, it's love day. Um, you have some time off. If you want to change and put some red on and get in the holiday spirit and put a smile on your face, you have, a quick, you, have a, you have a quick break to do so. Holiday. <laughs> hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture X Card. Earn unlimited 2X miles in everything you buy and turn everyday purchases into extraordinary trips. Plus, receive premium travel benefits, like access to over 1,300 airport lounges and a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. Unlock a whole new world of travel with a Capital One Venture X card. What's in your wallet? Term supply, lounge access is subject to change. See CapitalOne.com for details. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. The NFL schedule drops this week. And you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with Vivid Seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye-popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN, is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Thanks so much for listening to the pod. Jesse Owens ran so Alice Coachman could fly. Most Americans know the story of Owens winning four gold medals at the 1936 Berlin Olympics, striking an early blow against white supremacy of Adolf Hitler. Even after Owens became a hero, opportunities for women athletes, especially black women, remained slim. But down in Albany, Georgia, a teenage Alice Coachman was running barefoot through the fields along dirt roads so fast that she broke college AAU records while still in high school. Coachman starred for the Tuskegee Institute, but was denied Olympic glory when World War II canceled the 1940 and 42 games. In 1948, Coachman finally seized her legacy, winning the high jump to become the first African-American woman with an Olympic gold medal. The Warriors are gearing up for a showdown tonight against the Clippers on ESPN, but Draymond Green still has a lot to say after Saturday's heated matchup against the Suns. During the game, Sun center Yusuf Nurkic and Draymond went back and forth, as this being the first matchup since Draymond was suspended for striking Nurkic, Nurkic in December. Draymond was also seen screaming at former teammate Kevin Durant after making a game-saving defensive stop in the closing moments of the Warriors' win. Here's Dre on his podcast with comments about Nurkic and Durant's response to his suspension and return guys are making a habit out of that 
Um, him and Kevin questioned my character before, you know, as if you go question somebody's character about a basketball game as if it's not real life, as if that don't affect people's pockets. Like, I think all of it was really cowardly, if you want my honest opinion. Yeah, I did what I did. I take my stuff on the chin. We've spoke about that. I still stand on that. I meant every word I said about it. But if you want to know the truth about that, I think all of us cowardly. So I think they all whack, both of them, if you want my honest opinion. Ooh, ooh, ooh. All right, he's giving it to us straight. Stephen A., do you have a problem with Dre's comments on KD and Nurkic? No, zero. Um, I completely support Draymond Green on this. Um, I want to be delicate here because Kevin Durant means no harm. He's a good brother. He's a great teammate. He don't talk about nobody. He don't talk about them behind their back. He don't leak stuff. He don't do any of that. That's not who he is. Kevin Durant does not roll like that. So let me be very, very clear. I am not accusing Kevin Durant of doing anything intentional to degrade, denigrate, or harm Draymond in any way. But at some point in time, you have to realize what you do. If you remember, Molly, I'm Mm -hmm. sitting right next to you, right here on this set, Eminem, doggy. Y'all weren't there that day. And Nurkic had said what he said about Draymond, which was understandable because he's the one that got hit. But then when Kevin Durant was asked, he started talking about getting him the help that he needs. And I instantly had a problem with that. As a black man, we have a big time problem. One of the reasons that I love, I use you as an example, so you have a right to know this. Mad Dog Russo, the one thing no one will accuse you of is being timid. The other thing no one will accuse you of is being (laughs) soft-spoken. You are a vibrant communicator. You project big time. It's beautiful. You Mad Dog Russo, your Hall of Fame, you deserve everything that you've received. And they love it. For years, I was called Screaming A. And it held me back. Because I raised my voice. I credit Mike Lupica. I credit you. I credit others who throughout the years have highlighted how when a black man is showing passion, he must be angry. When a white person is showing passion, it's passion. And so knowing that Kevin Durant with Mr. Mr. 35 Ventures, his business acumen, some of the things that he's achieved in this world and he will continue to achieve more. He knows about projecting. He knows about reputation. He knows how those things could serve to sully you. So when you speak about Draymond in the way that he did, although I don't believe he had malice intent at all, it was surprising to me that he didn't pick up how that would serve to further stigmatize Draymond Green, even though Draymond brought that on himself with his actions. And so when Nurkic was saying what he said, you know, to help and something's wrong with him, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, damn, that's a contemporary in the league. Y'all know how this is going to affect him. And then when Kevin Durant, who had his issues with Draymond when they were teammates before they resolved it, once they became Olympic teammates and they sat down at Draymond's podcast and they had all of these conversations and they did had their kumbaya moment and everything seemed cool. You thought it would end from there. Now, Nurkic is is Kevin Durant's teammate now, not Draymond. And you saw what happened, so I get where you're coming from. But what Draymond was saying when he reacted the way that he reacted was that 
Speaking the way that y'all speak, y'all don't have any idea how this is going to affect me. You know it ain't going to help me. You know it's only going to serve to hurt me. You know it's going to further feed into the stigma that I've, I've inflicted upon myself, but you damn sure ain't helping me right now. And I think that's the reaction that you saw from Draymond right there. It was If it came from me, if it came from you, if it came from you, it would be different. But coming from a former teammate, you know, I think it hit him differently. And I think that's why you saw the reaction that you saw. Yeah, I think that's a fair answer. Uh, I think the average fan, though, right now with Draymond would like to see him just go out. He's been in a lot of trouble, self-inflicted, soft suspension by the commissioner. I think a lot of fans would say, you know what? You won the ball game. You're playing better. How about laying low here? How about taking the high road and not even comment on what Durant says or Nurkic says or anything else? Leave it alone. Just go out there and play basketball. Play, he played very well the other night when he had 15 points, nine, nine assists. He played a great game, mm-hmm. great performance. Double, seven rebounds. Yeah, played really played a great game. And Went after Nurkic. Showed he had some offense. Yeah, they did. And, you know, obviously Curry makes a shot to beat. That was a great game, a lot of enthusiasm. How about letting it lay low a little bit? You know, we all, he's, we all know that Draymond's got a lot to say, but how about right now you won the game, teams won five, six, was it six in a row? Five, six wow. in a row. How about right now we take a little step back not make this a major cause celeb and just go out there and let the play on the court do the talking for you for the next couple of months. Is that fair to ask as a sports fan that maybe I don't have to have a little fight now between Durant and Draymond Green? It gets a little much every single time. Somebody said something, they take it the wrong way, they got to say something back, and it drives you crazy. How about everybody just be friends and play basketball? For <laughs> I, crying out loud. I, 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 then y'all don't want them sharing jerseys, and it's too friendly. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah, I, want, I don't want them too friendly. All right, two things I got to address here. Mm-hmm. One, the back and forth was between Nurkic and Green. KD has not chimed in, to my knowledge, at this point of this conversation. No, he did when they did the press conference after no, no, the dinner. since the press conference. Right, right, right. In the right. podcast, the Draymond Green show, specifically Draymond addresses Nurkic's comments. I listened to the almost the entire pod this morning because I enjoy Draymond as a basketball savant, as a basketball mind. Mm-hmm. The biggest thing that I took issue with in his response was that if Nurkic hadn't fallen on the ground all crazy from the initial hit, he probably would not have been suspended. To me, that comment was a complete deflection of responsibility. The rest of it, I'm chalking it up to trash talk and chirping. Y'all want to go back and forth? Fine. You guys are elite athletes. Draymond's a champion. Kevin Durant is a champion. Nurkic has had the opportunity to play on teams that want to compete for championships. Fine. I'm cool with the trash talk. But I agree with you, Stephen A., in that there is a level of responsibility. I need the same acknowledgement and personal accountability that we had in a press conference when Draymond returned as he acknowledged the stripes of a tiger and I forget the exact analogy that he used but the confidence that he had that he believed he could get through the season without incident and that he had grown up and he had realized what he had cost his team I'm cool with it the one comment about Nurkic falling in the initial act the initial suspension was the thing yeah I listened to the whole thing this morning um was the one thing that bothered me what you bring up is very interesting because Coded language is real. It is very real, particularly when it comes to our community. Right. I, I don't, I, I'm with you to a point because I think it's very important to acknowledge intention. And maybe the next level of our growth as communities is to be able to say, 
so-and-so might need some help, and that is not a detriment. We all need some help at times, right? Mm-hmm. And so I hear where you're coming from, but this is solely based on your actions that have been above basketball mm-hmm. play that has gotten us to this point. And so I'm actually cool with it. Y'all just, they, they chirping. Well, listen, I'm not cool with it, and I don't think Draymond is cool with it. Um, but I want to be clear. I think that you're absolutely right. I don't think Kevin Durant had any, any malice intent at all. I'm certainly not saying that about Kevin Durant. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that Kevin Durant is so highly intelligent. He's so smart and he's so accomplished. And when he speaks, you have no choice but to listen because you can't dismiss words that come out of Kevin Durant's mouth. If you're Draymond Green and you're hearing Kevin Durant saying, I hope he gets the help that he needs. Now, we know. That for years, okay, we've all had to grow as a society. Mental health issues become a very, very big deal and what have you. We understand we're not poo-pooing it. We're not dismissing the significance of it. However, it was dismissed for a very long time. And from a societal perspective, Mm -hmm. although we've embraced it now more so than we ever have before, it still doesn't negate the sting that you feel when you're hearing about that help that you may need from a contemporary, particularly if you haven't gotten to that point where you're as receptive as you need to be about feeling the need to have help or to Mm -hmm. get help. Mm -hmm. And so as a result of it, if I'm Draymond Green, I could look on national television and I could say it's Stephen A, it's Mad Dog Russo, it's Eminem, it's Wendy, it's anybody else. And they're saying that, well, they ain't in this locker room with me. They didn't wear the same uniform as me. The personal relationship that I have with folks, they may not have with me. So there may be a level of understanding that they're not having. And they're just speaking from afar based on what we've seen, what I've put on display for them. I get that. But somebody with more intimate knowledge of who I am, all that I've gone through, all that I've endured, et cetera, et cetera. As a former teammate of mine who was my teammate for three years, we went to three finals together. We went back to back NBA championships together. We had our issues with one another from time to time, particularly the last year where he said where it was clear that he was looking to move on. And we had some friction thereafter before we resolved matters to now come back. And this happens and to hear from you. OK, I hope he gets to help. So, Why would Draymond me, say what he said? He said what he said, because he's saying, what did he say? Eminem? he said. People thought, are not taking into account how this affects your reputation, was, your character, and your money. But, Stephen A., when you don't want somebody to have comments based on something that could Im- impact your reputation, your character, and your money, you don't act. You don't give them the action. But, My thing is, and, and acting, perhaps... I'm, I'm, not, I'm not condoning Draymond. I got you. Right, but okay. So perhaps the timeline is maybe where we begin to waffle. But essentially, when he got suspended, the Warriors organization acknowledged that he needed some support. Right. And so now, because of the timeline, it is still not, it is yeah, no longer yeah, yeah. true? But you got to remember, no, 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 it's not about truth. Because I didn't say that, I didn't say that Kevin Durant said anything That's false. That's what I'm saying. So what I'm me. saying is, and that night, at the press conference, okay. when it happened, okay. were the words, you know, if you know anything about Draymond, he held on to it. That's what he heard. Of course. And, and, and you know that he, what he took from Joe Lacob, what he took from Mike Dunleavy Jr., what he took from Steve Kerr, what he took from Seth Curry, what he took from Clay Thompson, is entirely different than what he's going to take from Kevin Durant in that moment. Okay. So the Draymond Green that just spoke mm-hmm. is the Draymond Green that's reacting to what Kevin Durant said weeks ago. Copy. Weeks ago. And, that, and that's what – and I'm saying that's what stings. So him responding to that, I understand it. 
I got you. But and now so I'm saying to you the counterpoint, the issue is with the messenger and not the message Correct. because we heard the message from Correct. the organization. Correct. Correct. Which is cool. But that's what which he's is, saying. Right. And which is why I chalk this all up to some trash talk right. at the end of the day. Okay. It ain't trash talk. Not with that. It's not trash talk with that. Uh, I'm just uh, telling you. Uh, trash talk with some substance behind it. No. Yeah. It's right. it's a little Supportive bit, substance? It's it's it's, it's Draymond is hurt that Durant got on him. Is that what this comes down basically, to? Basically, he feels betrayed. By Durant. Betrayed. He didn't notice it. He might have he might have said cowardly and nurkish, you know. He ain't worried about that guy. He don't know that dude that well. That what? Ain't but he's feeling a little different about Cal. I haven't spoken to him about it, but I believe that's what he's feeling. Just leave it alone and play. I agree. He got, why, he got why a podcast. It up? It's not going to be left alone. That, that is the Draymond we have come to but love. Podcast. He wants to give you some good information. Yeah, he wants to be left alone. Content. Yeah. Uh, he wants to sell the podcast. There's a lot of good in the conversation he wants, besides he, this he little He wants to sell a podcast. That's fine, good, and dandy. But that doesn't mean that's like somebody sitting up there and saying, well, Doggy is just doing this because he's doing his radio show. No, I think he means it. Really, He means it. I think so. I'm not disputing that. That's what I'm saying. He means it. No, I'm not. I just wouldn't have brought it up. I right. think he is fair. Okay, okay, okay. I just wouldn't I have gotta done. get in a commercial break. You do? Okay. <laughs> I do. To be continued, if anybody has more comments, it's available after this commercial break right now that we're going to take on the Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Shopping for Mother's Day is always a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day, whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day's May 12th, and it'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Thanks so much for listening to the pod and have a fabulous day. Hey, hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hits, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So whoever's up there, whether it's roofers, Santa, birds, old-time chimney sweepers, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish, but you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit directtv.com to sign up today. Claim based on the total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Thanks so much for listening to the First Take Pod. Have a fabulous day. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. 
And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Big moment for Shaq last night. The Magic retired his jersey in Orlando where he spent the first four years of his career and led them to their first ever NBA Finals appearance. Shaq is just the fourth player to have his jersey retired with at least three different franchises along with Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, Pete Maravich. Okay, Mad Dog. Yeah. My fellow historian. Yes. My fellow professor. <laughs> oh, my God. angry dog. Uh, tell me this. Are you good with uh, the Magic? Maverick, by the way, with, the, with New Orleans, he had the L.A. You know, he went to LSU. So, that it's really kind of two. They, uh, listen, I'm a Shaq fan, and I was in Orlando when I got the team. I worked. I saw I, Pat Williams and all the guys. He was there four years. They got swept by the Bulls horrifically in his last year. They got murdered by Elijah Wan. Why don't we, where Scott Skiles is next? I mean, my goodness gracious. He bailed. He went to the Lakers, and the Magic fell apart for eons. I'm a little, I got to be fair. I mean, you got to be, it's four years. They did not win. They got smoked in the final, and all power to them. Damato got him out of there to go play with Kobe in L.A., for crying out loud. Yet now we're going to retire his jersey? That's a little rough. I can see if they won a championship. I can see if they beat Jordan and they got mauled by the Bulls I mean, the year that oh, they got killed. They got destroyed. They got killed. And he was pretty good. You don't think he like, put Orlando on the map? Oh, no. And that's where he made his name? No. No. Lakers. Definitely made his name. Lakers. Okay. Lakers. Okay. This is you. You. You cannot be. This is ridiculous. I mean, again, Scott. How about Nick Anderson? We'll do him too. That is Scott. Let's let Stephen. A. A. I want to hear from Stephen A. I'm going to say this to you: In Shaq's four seasons with the Magic, 27.2 points per game, second in the NBA to Michael Jordan, led the league 58% shooting all four years, averaged 12 and a half rebounds, which also led the NBA. Four All Star selections in four seasons, reached an NBA Finals, went to two Conference Finals. Having said that, to shock the world, I agree with Doggy. Wow. I agree with Doggy. Well, how is right? Let, 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 let me say this. Let me say this. I understand what the magic is doing, and I'm getting ready to drop that. But from a basketball perspective, when you talk about retiring jerseys, there's you usually a significantly lengthier period of time that you spent with the franchise. That was not what happened here. Now, I will say this. The Orlando Magic have never won a championship, okay? So we got to take that into consideration. He is clearly the greatest player in franchise history. We have to acknowledge that. We also have to acknowledge the fact that, I mean, again, what else do you have to cheer for? And here's the biggest thing. He still lives there. He still has a home there. All of those years, whether he was in L.A., mm-hmm. Miami, or anywhere else, he never gave up his crib. When he retired, okay, when he retired, when he announced his retirement, Shaquille O'Neal did it from his home in Orlando. How will I know? I was there. The same crib that he's had. 
He loves it there. He loves the people there. He's very philanthropic, very charitable. He is entrenched in that Orlando community. They love the ground he walks on. So it makes sense. But what Doggy is saying from a purely basketball standpoint, to be there just for years. You You just made the argument against yourself. And these things are not purely basketball. Like, I get where you're coming from. But they're not purely basketball. Which is why I said I understand it. Well, he's talking purely basketball. I'm saying purely from a basketball standpoint, he makes a case. I I completely agree. That's what I'm saying. And I think the sticking point in the case actually for me is kind of honestly the way that organization has struggled, frankly, since his departure. Of course. Um, well, they did get to a final with Dwight Howard. Why don't we go out there and put him make him out here? Probably next. You, you know I have that. Three-time def- three defensive player of the year. Make him, he, and they won a game in the final. Shaq didn't. At so why don't we make day, him that guy? It's Shaq. Huh? It's Shaq. He's one of the most the legend grows. players yeah, ever. The yeah. legend grows. Okay. I'm going to try to repeat myself. Because no. <laughs> evidently you didn't hear me. No, what I, I said you, was, What I said was is it. that from a basketball perspective in terms of when that usually happens, that's usually reserved for somebody who spends a league the okay. period of time, not just four years. If you all here, but, let's do this because you're you're a brilliant businessman. If you own the Orlando Magic, right? Would you retire Shaq's jersey yes. and have that I moment? Just, uh, yes, because again, what I said was Talk he's entrenched. Well, <laughs> I'm kind of sick, so you're 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 taking advantage when I'm still sick, but that's okay. You're gonna pay. You're gonna. She knows I'm gonna get it back. She knows I'm gonna get it back. Listen. So when I get you back. Don't get upset, because I got all year to get you. Shaq, but I, I'm just not, I'm I'm sure just not healthy Shaq today. Shaq will but, be bopping around this weekend in Indianapolis at the Celebrity Game. Orlando Magic, the Orlando Magic did the right thing for their organization and their city because of what he means yeah. to them. But from Doggy's historical basketball perspective, people who play four years at a okay. place and don't have a championship to show for it don't get their jerseys retired and hanging in the rafters. That, especially when you left town okay. to go to the Los Angeles when they wanted to keep you and Jerry West came and got you. Okay, relax. It's Valentine's Day. Let's try to be nice. That's all. Coming up next on First Take, (laughs) Monica, I'll miss you. I know. Happy Valentine's Day. And now two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Call 1-800-DIRECTV. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. Terms or restrictions apply.